Action. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is I Got Something to Say. My name is Victor. And I'm Julieta. And due to audio uh, difficulties. difficulties, this is take two. Mm-hmm. All right. So welcome back. This is spooky season. Yep. It's the first week in October. So that means Halloween's coming up. You got any plans for Halloween? Nope. <laughs> you? <laughs> you know, I wish we could have thrown a party or something, but... I mean, we could throw, like, a mini one. Yeah. Just, like, two or three people. Sounds good. Outside. Keep it small. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it simple, you Keep know? it simple. Keep not it small. Like, not like we really have a lot of people over here anyway. So. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. time we had a lot of people was my birthday yeah and it wasn't even that bad either. it was no nah, it was maybe like what 15 Five people at the most yeah 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 because we had bella's friends we oh, had my yeah, friends yeah. we had like john 10. savannah yeah that's not bad that's not bad. that's manageable yeah you know yeah and you especially know, we're not gonna like fill the apartment with people oh no yeah and like definitely like in the space that we have over here it's not it's not bad yeah for sure we'll have to plan that <laughs> Um, so today's topic is just basically like what's gone down in history in terms of spooky season. Um, Victor has some very, he has a very good story to tell. He's good at that. So yeah. So this episode is gonna go over um, some of creep, some creepy historical facts mm-hmm. uh, that have gone like well, you know, uh, gone down in history. Gone down in history. <laughs> Yeah, uh, mine is not really like a story. It's more of just like informative, let you know why you guys see witches so often during this time. Yeah, I think like when you think of Halloween, it's witches. You think of witches and ghosts and ghosts the most. Talking about ghosts, have you seen what um, that? Are you on TikTok? Yeah, of course. <laughs> have you seen the 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 new trend? the where they get like a cloth yes you know, yeah. they wear like a white sheet on top of them and then take photos yeah with glasses and stuff yeah. like they're like ghosts <laughs> i, I want to do that don't want to that's like the ultimate costume it's so easy to make it's it's a classic you just can't yeah. go wrong with it sorry about that it's uh mm-hmm. she's a she's our guard dog <laughs> Nala. don't try to come in here because um. you might step on her yeah, but after seeing that trend on on TikTok with the the ghost, like the clock, yeah, it reminded me of that one time we went to this club in Atlanta for Halloween, and I was Red Riding Hood, but I went to the Dollar Tree and I got a like a plastic tablecloth as my little cape. You remember <laughs> that? Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what, whatever. It's waterproof. If they throw stuff, yeah, it's okay. not gonna it's get okay. on me. Uh, my my costume for that same <laughs> for that same club was a fucking popcorn box that I, I don't even know. I just Bradley and I found it when we went to Marshalls because I didn't yeah. plan this shit out right, and we were like in a, in a big hurry trying to <laughs> trying to come up with something. So we literally walked into Marshalls. I see this popcorn costume box that's like for kids, 
between <laughs> five and eight, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm wearing this shit. Yeah, seriously. You know, we we actually knew we were gonna go out for like maybe a week or two, but we were all like, yeah, let's get creative, and then everyone went the very day and got something. I think it didn't turn out as as bad. It wasn't bad. I mean. So. Just like if you put a light on me, I would shine because, you know, I had the plastic tablecloth. <laughs> I can't wait till Snapchat tells me, hey, look at this memory oh, from no, two years ago. Know. Yeah, that was actually a good night. though. It, it was a good night. I'm not going to lie. The costumes yeah. were pretty good, though. I'm not going to lie. You remember the the um, the Hindu god one? Yes. Yeah, and then that it was, was uh, the it costume. Yeah, was someone really, was really standing in the corner with the little with balloon the little and everything. Balloon. Yeah, fuck. No, it was good. It that was that good. night could have gone wrong. It, no, no. Except that Bradley. It was remember, his remember those? Remember those two? Oh yeah, it was Bradley's um birthday. That's yeah. what, that's the main reason why we went we went out too. Yeah. So at midnight, he got his first legal drink. <laughs> I like how you point out legal drink. Yeah, legal. Not that we didn't drink illegally. For legal purposes, we were 21 before even turning 21. For legal purposes, <laughs> I think that should be like an intro of the podcast. Oh my God. Like we should start like, like legal purposes. This yeah. is entire fucking joke. <laughs> Don't For real. Take it seriously. We, we could put it at the end. Okay. Yeah. That way they can't say we didn't can't warn say them. We didn't, yeah. All right. Um. So. But yeah, Halloween used to be fun pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, yeah. Halloween used to be fun. Um. How old were you when you went out for your last uh, Halloween trick or treating? Mm, I want to say like eighth grade, maybe ninth, because I have a little brother, so I would go trick or treating with him. With him, yeah. So I would like dress up too and just go, but but like probably like for real for me for me it would be like seventh or eighth grade, I think. Damn, I don't know. I tried to milk it as much as I could. No, yeah, I think for me it was um, my been... last year. It was last year. Yeah, it was last <laughs> year. Yeah, when I was twenty-two. <laughs> um, no, I think for me, last time I dressed up was dressed up or trick or treated. Trick or treating. Okay, okay, trick or treating. Yeah, yeah. I was maybe in first grade. Yeah. That was the last time you ever trick or treated. Yeah. Because first grade was when I moved to Mexico. Oh. And in Mexico, they don't do this shit. They killed your vibe. And so they killed my vibe. <laughs> it's not until recently they started uh, they're starting getting more Americanized. Even the small towns, so yeah. they're starting to get like Americanized a little bit. Yeah. And they're, like, there's a small practice. Not a whole lot, just because it's Mexico. Yeah. Um, they're poor. Yeah. Like, people are not going to spend money on candies for, for little kids. For other people. No, yeah, like... First of all, for other kids, they're going to be like, nah, la vecina, no tiene candy? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> and then it's also... It's also um, Dia de los Muertos. So, you know, they have yeah. all las, um, las ofrendas. Mm-hmm. So, like, the most that they can give you is either bread or fruit. A candle. <laughs> <laughs> In the candle. <laughs> so, you can... So, you can take it to your grandpa. You can take it to your grandma. Yeah. yeah. Do you celebrate uh, Dia de los Muertos? We, like legitimately no we haven't recently um we were talking about just putting a small little ofrenda this year mm-hmm. um i mean it doesn't really take a lot it's just like a table with um fruit pan and a photo of the yeah. deceased mm-hmm. but now ever since we moved to the states we we never set up an ofrenda 
But you did when you lived in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. but we did when we when we lived in Mexico. Like we put um we would put la ofrenda. We would put we would um put on the floor the el flor flor de muerto mm-hmm. was. I'm just gonna call it that because I don't know what's the actual name of it. Yeah. Um, what is it? Flowers. Yeah, it's a flower. It's the red. I mean, not red flower. If you've seen Coco, <laughs> rose. if you've seen the movie Coco, it's um, it's that yellow um, petal of the flower. That's what you put on from the door all the way to your where your ofrenda is. For the listeners that don't know, uh, but yeah, it's is that like so the spirit can know where to go? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's as it to guide the spirit. Mm. Yeah, where the food is and all this, all yeah. that stuff. That's really cool. I've never actually oh, you never done did? that. Yeah. I don't think my parents ever did it when they were little either. So okay, but yeah. it would be. I think after watching Coco, we were all kind of like like shocked. Yeah, we were like maybe we should you know put up a picture or two because it does make you think like what if well you know when you die like the only memory that lives on of you is what people like keep yeah of you not necessarily like physical but what you like plant in their heart or whatever yeah yeah. so it was like dang so if we don't even put anything up they're just like they're just van lost over there you know but besides that no we don't really celebrate that i mean definitely it's it's an experience yeah you know i think it would be cool you keep the bread you keep the uh the keep the bread you keep the so you can eat it and then you eat it afterwards oh yeah some people do say like some like the big like believers mm-hmm. or whatever they do say that like some of the flavor does go away mm. but that's just you know like yeah. one of those myths that's more like that, placebo right? yeah it's like a placebo effect they just trick you know mexican no yeah, offense yeah, no yeah, offense yeah. i'm mexican too like yeah. i understand yeah yeah no offense uh we tend to take we, things we to, to the take, extremes yeah. no, no no definitely over exaggerate things a lot <laughs> All right, so let's get to the podcast. Um, Jules, you want to go first? Yeah, so mine is kind of short, concise, a little history about witches. And, um, you know, even now, witches are still considered, like, mystical, weird, creepy, maybe even devil-worshipping. You know, that's those are, like, the things that surround that. With big ugly noses. Um, so the people that were first considered witches, they used magic spells to like call upon spirits for help or like change. It wasn't really for evil. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of what people made it to be. But they were they were like associated with devil's work, Satanist stuff. I don't know, like Satanist religion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Satanist so, like, worshiping something. They like worship Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but witches themselves would consider themselves like natural healers, you know, like here, if you go to a witch doctor, she's not gonna, I mean, she could cast a spell if you want her to, but she can also like give you a natural remedy to whatever you have going on. Yeah. Like witches are not only, they don't only do spiritual cleanses, but they also do, um, physical physical cleanses. Yeah. Yeah. They can be, they can put a big ass fucking curse on the person you don't like mm-hmm. but they can also fix your bones if they want to <laughs> or they can break them or they can if break they them. want to but yeah i think it's uh like how we mentioned in our last podcast the one that we recorded for this take one <laughs> <laughs> yeah take one um which is our it's kind of scary that if someone has like 
envy towards you or they really don't like you, they can just go to someone and be like, I want this person to trip up for the rest of their life. And they give them a little jar with some spices in it and then boom. And then boom. Uh, do you want to talk about any experiences? I like after you finish up yeah, with the witches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can both kind of. Yeah throw some stuff retail yeah retell the story <laughs> and you know what it was the longest podcast we ever recorded and now we have to record it again it's, it's all right it's worth it though it's worth, it's it. worth it we love okay. you guys that one listener <laughs> that one listener you one loyal person um so do you know do you think you know when the first witch was ever mentioned in the I, history? I, I forgot i forgot again <laughs> in the bible okay there you go you know kind of like prostitutes you know they're mentioned in the bible everything is mentioned in everything the bible. is mentioned in the bible okay well the first time that it was mentioned in the bible it was like some king wanted help to destroy some other king and he ended up dying because he did that because it was like devils, so it was a big you know, just on him basically yeah. it backfired well you know it happens it can happen yeah even with regular doctors you know happens. you know um karma does exist I was one day in my college days, I was heating up my food in the microwave. And before I put it in the microwave, no, it was after I put it in the microwave. I don't know. Either way, my Tupperware had fallen mm-hmm. on the floor. But good thing, it was it was still sealed. So nothing spilled out. Yeah. And then like these two fucking guys like, were laughing behind me, right? They're like, ha ah. And then this one guy, after I took out my food out of the microwave, this guy stepped like in front to put his food in the microwave yeah. as he stepped forward somehow his topperware uh slipped through his hands <laughs> smashed the floor and then there was fucking spaghetti fucking everywhere dang what if it was like a little spirit right there that was just like fuck you the fuck you that's what you get for laughing <laughs> honestly like dude the fucking um nerd ghost <laughs> your spirit guide what if it was your spirit guide mm. hey mm. you never know do you uh, believe in spirit guides? Huh? Do you believe in spirit guides? Mm. Like um, like in Coco? Like in Coco, yeah. Yeah, or like, it made me think about it. What would it be? What do you think it would be? I I mean, I don't know. Like, I believe more in, like, a guardian angel, mm. which, I mean, could kind of be, like, a spirit Something guide. Similar, yeah. yeah. But who knows? Do you think, like, your guardian angel just look at, look at, looks at you <laughs> every day and it's just like... Piece of shit? Yeah. Yes, I do. She's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, Get your shit together, Jules. <laughs> right. But then, like, I think about it, and it's almost, like, creepy, you know, that there's, like, a little thing with you all the time. Looking at you while you Looking poop, at you. while you brush your teeth, brush your teeth shower, yeah. when you do some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, they're there for the good and the bad. All I can say is sorry <laughs> to whoever my guardian angel is. Whoever you are. I'm sorry. Uh, I hate to disappoint, but yeah. I know, but it's only the beginning. <laughs> we got a long way to go. Um, so continuing with the witches, I'm sure you've heard of witch hunts, and there have been times in history where they were done in Europe and in the States, which was like very early on in the um, like the development of the United States. I like how yeah. you say the development of the United States. Yeah, I don't know how to... I can't think of a word. The conquer like the of very, native land. Like when we still had like colonies, like that's when it happened. Okay, so whenever they first it was in the early stages of it. immigrating here onto the, there you go to the states. Okay, the immigrants. Were here. The immigrants, because they were immigrants. Exactly. We are all 
immigrants. Thank you. Continue. Yeah. Don't forget it. Um, so the witches that were targeted were usually single women, widows, or women on the margins of society, which is like, you know, people that are in poverty and stuff like that. Yeah. Or just outsiders, basically. Um, so then, basically people who are not married. Yeah. Basically yeah. women who were considered like unpure or not good enough. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that were targeted the most. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of like a like a sexist thing, you could say. Yeah. And then um, these two priests, I think, uh, they came up with this book called the Malleus Maleficarum. And it was just denouncing like witchcraft as heresy. And it got Protestants and Catholics to try to get them out of their communities, which is when the witch hunts like got really bad. And um, then in the Salem witch trials, they would prove your guilt or innocence by throwing you in water, like in a lake or a river, you know, yeah. the ocean if it was near. And then if you sank, then you weren't a witch. But if you like floated to the top, then you were. And like you said, they would tie like something heavy to them oh, so they to make s- them sink. They, they would tie something onto them. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, some people did float though, even though they had like a brick. Out. a cement brick or something i'm just trying to like i don't see how when you float even when, even with the brick i don't see how you would just float like was the water just not shallow what? <laughs> <laughs> probably but like what if what if it's just a coincidence that you float that could be just you know? a, yeah yeah like some people have more air i guess they're more yeah i don't know i mean we could try it you know we could go see but so like would they would they just try to hang the person or or like because i know that like that was a test Mm -hmm. but also i know that uh another way they they kill witches like during the salem witch trials they will burn them like on on stage so i actually read that that was all false they never actually burned any of them really yeah which is weird so like why do they because even in, in movies and legends, I don't know about history itself. Right. But that's we, how they portray it. We yeah, we have all been portrayed that like that's how that's how they killed them. Like they were mm-hmm. burned at stake. Well, you know, everything, or hanged, or, everything isn't always what it seems. I think some of them were hanged. Some, some of them were yeah. hanged though. Yeah. Um others just basically faced prison time. Yeah, I know that through what's during like the Salem witch trial, whenever they put in Tutuba and like all the mm-hmm. other uh, people or members that contributed or that were um, victims, uh, not victims, but like uh, people that were uh, quote unquote, uh, like like uh, that word that were um, <laughs> uh, accomplices. It? No, not accomplices. That they were like um, sus- sus- suspected. Mm. of doing with witchcraft witchcraft yeah no like a lot of them were they spent a lot of the time they spent what's in jail a lot a lot of, uh, most of them died in jail yeah uh there's only a few that didn't go to jail and that's only because they claim to be pregnant so they either delayed the hearing or mm-hmm. anything that any like legal i guess i guess you can call it legal back then legal process <laughs> yeah What's up, everybody? This is me, Victor. Just a quick fact check to myself. 
While yes, women that were pregnant, that claimed to be pregnant, their hearing was delayed. They were still kept in cells until the birth of their child. All right, now back to the podcast. So I feel like like the burning at stake and all that, or maybe just killing the witches. I feel like that happened, let's say, outside of the the law. Okay. So it was more like the neighbor was like, "You're not about to do your stuff next to my house," so he would go and kill the witch or something like that. But it wasn't like. It by wasn't something law. that is like, yeah, by law we're gonna mm-hmm. like this is our way to, I guess, punish you or whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So now today, what they have is an official religion, and it's called Wicca. So you can actually join the witch uh, movement. Now. Is it like an application process? Uh, I don't. That would actually be. Or how do you apply? Nice. Sounds interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, where would these churches be, you know? Didn't you talk to some girl that was, like, in a cult? Yeah, I was, um, but she wasn't, like, in the witchcraft cult. Okay. She just... It was a weird... It was just a weird... They call call it church, but it was basically a cult. Do you remember the name of that church? It was, uh, the Church of... The Church of Christ, I believe, something like that. Mm. Um, I think that's what it was. I don't remember. Uh, like it was part of another. It was part of a, of a cult, but they divided themselves or they split themselves from the so cult, and then they called itself like some, another name. But they but still, they still kept but they still kind of like kept a whole lot of the stuff that they used to do. Yeah. 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 I remember those days. Yeah. No. Fun fact for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in there. Um. Happens to the best of us. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, so uh, it, it was an experience, I tell yeah, you that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you go to one of the meetings? No, 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 I okay. never went. No, but, fuck no. But she tried to, like, get you in it, didn't no, she? No, 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 not even. Okay. She just, like, told me about it and, like, all the like struggles that she was going through mm-hmm. with it. But, uh, no, no, fuck. I, I feel like <laughs> it's kind of like Scientology. Yeah. Not exactly like it, but it's like but, trying but to go it's, that it's way. on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast on that. On Scientology. Yeah. Tom Cruise in it, I think. Mm-hmm. I like a bunch Isn't of... he like the leader? Or like the know, main one, not the leader, no but he's like the main main actor in there. Let's say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go. Yeah, that would be, be a fun one. Yeah, yeah Scientology. Yeah. Um. Anyways, today's witchcraft spells are usually used to stop someone from doing evil or harming themselves. So now you can go to a witch doctor or a witch, whatever, and ask them to protect you from, like, someone that you think might have envy towards you or you feel like they want to harm you. So you're just like, just give me something to protect myself from this person. Or that person can go to her and be like, I'm trying to do something to this girl. And then... I don't know if the spells cancel out if that happens, but <laughs> that's kind of how it goes now. And there's a lot of Hispanics that do it too. Oh yeah, I think like Hispanics are like the most uh, believers mm-hmm. of um, witchcraft. Yeah. You can basically, if you go to Mexico, you'll you'll find one uh, one witch in every, every single in every <laughs> single town. There's always that one yeah. like, that everybody surprised. knows. Yeah. I mean, we live in a in a, an apartment complex that's like mostly hispanic i'm pretty sure there's a few here i wouldn't doubt if there's yeah. one like around the corner yeah so it's pretty common now so have you have any have you had any experiences with like spells or 
a witch doctor in general? Me personally, no. My mom did. My mom. So, I, when I was in Mexico, when we were living in Mexico, my mom had this. Like my mom had like a decent uh, business of like a beauty salon going mm-hmm. on. I think like a lot of people just like, like look. Uh, what's the word? They were oh, envious. Okay. They were envious. Yeah, yeah. They were they were envious, and then one mm-hmm. of them casted uh, a spell on her, like a curse or something. Yeah. And she actually went to the witch doctor to get it canceled or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, she also would give uh, like uh, body cleanses to my sister. And it's just nothing more than just just like health like stuff. a like a shake with with like garlic probably in it or some other <laughs> shit. To keep the vampires away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I've I've only had like to see a witch doctor for like health purposes. Yeah. And it has worked sometimes. You know, other times it's like and sometimes it is kind of expensive even to see them. So Yeah, but like in Mexico I think it's a lot it's it's a lot more cheaper just going to the to the witch doctor than yeah. rather than going to a clinic mm-hmm. uh itself. Yeah, and especially now, I feel like that type of medicine or that type of healing has become really popular because people don't really trust doctors anymore or they don't want to go to a doctor, you know? Yeah, so they I think it's look a, more to that. I think it's a lot more to that people are like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, kind of like gentrification, but yeah, yeah. into like other people. into like You know, like those people that are like... those like, hipsters are just yeah, yeah. Like, like... The ignorant ones. The, or the ignorant ones are just like... Yeah, witch doctor. That sounds cool. We should go to that. Like, you know, and uh, like I'm pretty sure there's a, a a lot of like like fake witches. You know, like oh, yeah. like a lot of just like just to make money, they just fake it. Because a lot of it is also placebo. Yeah, a lot of it can also be yeah, a, yeah a placebo effect. And like people also, they just do it for the trend. You know, they want to be trendy. Yeah, it's so like it's like, like oh, those, let me go. Do it's this. like if you go to Louisiana, and then like. You do like the the little palm reading, you know. Mm-hmm. Like those are pretty trendy. Not everything is true. Like yeah. I can tell you what line is which, and then you'll believe me. Exactly, because you don't know any better. It's ignorance. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's and it's also you're just like you believe what you want to believe. You know that that too. Because you know if you're like oh I can see that you're gonna have a lot of money and you're gonna be really successful. If I feel like yeah that's what i want to be then i want to be like dang you're so right i see it too even though it's not even true you know yeah you know so yeah well that was my little segment on witches so oh but one last thing the reason that they have brooms is because they wanted to kind of incorporate um feminism and i can't say this word but it's domesticity like the domestic a uh, picture of a woman, yeah, yeah, which is like be in the house, you know, clean. So they wanted to just be like, fuck that. I'm gonna ride this broom that way. So now you know a little bit about witches and why they have broomsticks. My um, okay. So my grandpa said that, like he originally where he's from, which is on San Luis Potosí, mm-hmm. he has uh like a terreno over there. He has like mm-hmm. a property lot, but it's like nothing but trees. And it's like it's a it's a decent size um, property lot. Yeah. With, and there's this one night he will say that. There's this one night 
after he decided to go to the to his lot i don't know what for i think he forgot something mm-hmm. or there was something he was supposed to do yeah so he went like at like at midnight or some mm-hmm. shit like that and um he was probably drunk to be honest but i don't know <laughs> like all of these stories always happen like when you're around at midnight i'm like bro yeah. what the fuck are you doing around at midnight, midnight and like, drinking. are you drinking or some shit <laughs> but yeah uh so he went to to his property um to the slot and he went to the middle of of the lot mm-hmm. and then he says he said that he saw three witches flying around on, on, a, <laughs> on a fucking broom and then they chased him out <laughs> i'm sorry i don't mean to laugh to like discredit him <laughs> no. but it's just funny like if you ask my mom, like, she has a similar story to this one. And, like, I swear every Mexican that was raised over there and has, like, they, farm, they all have, they all have, they all have the same story. The yeah. My mom, she was, like, you know, we were little. We were at the rancho, and we went to, like, this bathroom that was, like, on a hill in the middle of some trees. Because, you know, there's not, like, plumbing over there and stuff. So they went, and she said she was holding the door for her sister. And that while she was out there holding the door, there was a witch stirring a pot. And so she was like, yeah, I screamed and her sister got out and she was like, yeah, I saw the witch too, stirring a pot. How the fuck do you... Stirring a pot. Like, that's the most, like, stereotypical thing to say. And then your grandpa riding around on a broom? I don't know what to believe in. Uh, That's funny. (laughs) I've never had a a witch experience. I've never seen a witch. I've seen a real one, like a witch doctor but mm-hmm, not yeah. like on a broomstick i know where they live i know where one lives not here <laughs> i have her Mexico, number but... and her address but yeah there's also witches that do more like fortune telling yeah yes yeah. or they're like, kind of like mediums i don't even know i do they they do a little bit of everything there's yeah. ones that spe- like <laughs> they specialize <laughs> there's one that, like, we got specialized a, doctors too like, that too so there's one that, there's a few that specialize themselves in like let's say like it's chiropractic like you know yeah yeah like they heal bones they mend they bones or they do like body cleanses yeah there's a few that specialize in uh, spiritual cleanse or spiritual curses or whatever mm-hmm. there's a few that do uh, only fortune telling those are the ones that I am most skeptic of yeah just because. I don't believe in fortune telling. Yeah, same. Uh, I don't think it, I'm pretty sure there's other branches that of I guess. Yeah, there's more that I'm pretty sure we're missing, but the like the fortune telling or the mediums, whatever. I feel like low key it's all crap, but I've my friend who I can't say who it is. Um, she had a reading from someone, a witch doctor, and what what she told her came true. What was it? I'd have to say it off. Offline. Offline. Yeah. All right. Well. You, I can say it and you cut it out. Oh, I'll, I'll but cut make it sure out. you cut it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll put elevator instead. All right, we're back. <laughs> Okay, sorry, we had a little issue. After that childish interruption, <laughs> nada. You know, it's hard when you have a guard dog. It, it, it is really hard when you, know? you have a guard dog. 
the size of a little bunny. <laughs> Smaller. I've seen rabbits that are big. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I've seen rabbits that are bigger than that, yeah. Yeah, it's okay, though. She's cool, she's cool. Um, But yeah, so that's my little segment, and then I'll let Victor tell his story. All right, everybody. So Get for ready. this one, you might want to make sure your lights are turned on. Buckle up, buckaroos. Because today, we aren't going to talk about the tragic story of the Donner Party. Those people that do not know the Donners, well... You're going to know them today. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to go back to the 1800s. Back when and when the manifest, I, the manifest destiny. So, as you remember, it's an idea that where the United States was destined to expand its dominion and spread capitalism in the entire North American continent in 1845. Yeah, it was some bullshit for them to just take over. No. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Thinking about it, it's it's just like so easy to be like, just go somewhere, like a random place, mm-hmm. and be like, well, this is mine. Yeah, isn't that no. crazy? It's messed up. But I mean, pretty much every country has been through that at some point, because if not, then there would be no it wouldn't yeah no, no civilization yeah. or something like that. I guess it's just more harsh on North America or on the American continent mm-hmm. because um, ours ours is rough. Just like, because there's already people inhabiting yeah. this place and then some immigrants came along and were mm-hmm. like it's mine now we're smarter right. than you yeah it's crazy all right it's so crazy. for th- those people that do not remember uh this entire thing was fueled by the gold rush in california mm-hmm. settlers will start migrating west after the louisiana purchase through the oregon trail People that do not remember what the Oregon Trail is, let me remind you. For those of you that didn't pass social studies. <laughs> or any American history. <laughs> so the Oregon Trail was the most common um, route to take between west, or no, from east, east to west. And it was basically, like it says, Oregon Trail, it take you to Oregon, um, California, and then the rest of Cali whenever... Americans stole land from Mexicans, basically. God, we just keep... Well, I'm not American. I mean, only because I was born here, but... but you're, I mean, God you damn. still are American. We but yeah, we're... We just keep stealing everything. I am mad about this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, so <laughs> our story lands on James Reed, an ill man businessman with a dream to steal some land and make it big. <laughs> 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 I'm the... <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, I'm still angsty about this. The American dream, right? Alright, so. The original American dream. The, or the original American dream. Uh, also, like, another reason why James Reed wanted to move west was because he hoped that his wife, Margaret, who suffered from terrible headaches, or. From what? Headaches. <laughs> headaches. Headaches. <laughs> might improve with the coastal climate. So Reed soon found others seeking adventures and fortune in the vast she's west. Smart. Huh? Sorry, she's smart. I'm gonna tell my dad and be like, "Hey, you know what? I need to move out west. We gotta move out west. Yeah. You know, Cali. All these headaches. All these headaches. <laughs> these headaches. <laughs> these headaches. <laughs> uh, all right. So with the Donners, I mean, with the Reeds, the following families were included. It was the Donners. The Graves, the Breens, the Murphys, the Eddies, the McCut- McCutcheons, 
the Keysbergs, and the Wolfingers, as well as seven Teamsters, which are wagon drivers, and a number of servants. Taking so taking eight oxen to pull the like the reeds, luxury luxurious luxurious wagons. It was dubbed the Pioneer Palace Car. Let me tell you about this wagon once more. It was a two-story affair with a built-in iron stove, spring-cushioned seats, and bunks for sleeping. Like, Can you imagine a two-story wagon? How do, how do you even build that? Well, not never mind. <laughs> it's not that hard. You just do it. <laughs> it's just I never heard of a two-story wagon. That's yeah, like, when I was um, doing the, the research for the story, I, I didn't believe it either. I had to look it up, actually. Mm-hmm. I had to Google it and see what it would look like. Yeah, I'm actually going to do that right it's, now. It's actually pretty... Pretty fancy. It's, it's a pretty fancy, yeah. So, on April 1846... 87 people in total, half of them were under 18, nine brand new wagons. The group estimated the trip would take four months to cross the plains, the deserts, mountain ranges, and rivers, and their quest for California. From Springfield, Illinois, their first destination was Independence, Missouri, uh, the main jump-off point for the Oregon and California trails. So... This is the point where they go from taking the common route onto taking their own destiny. Um, so Reeds have heard about the newly discovered shortcut, the Hastings Cutoff, while reading a book, which is the Immigrant's Guide to California and Oregon by Lance Ford W. Hastings. Um, I like to point out that this is in the was this newly discovered route was still unexplored. By that, I mean that the author wrote about the route, but he himself never explored it. So, supposedly... So, she... never mind. Keep going. I'll ask at the end. No, you can ask now. So, how did he write about this if he had never been on it? He just got, like, stories from other people? I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess he just, like, Google mapped it. It <laughs> <laughs> was like, you know what? That works. So, let me search this up real quick. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. Um, so, it was supposed to shape off 300 miles from the common trail. Uh, Reeds convinced the group to follow through. Now you might be wondering now, why is it called the Donner Party if Reeds was the one with the idea? Yeah. Well, tell you what, the group nominated George Donner. Uh, George is a 62 farm, 62 year old farmer. Mm-hmm. So I guess like seniority rules. So they yeah. elected him as the leader. Elders respect your elders. Um, always do. So once at Independence, Reeds found a friend who just traveled eastward using a cutoff with Hastings himself. Uh, that's the first time that Hastings actually traveled. And he was going east to west instead of west to east. <clears throat> Hastings. You mean west to east? Huh? You mean he was going west to east? No, he was going east to west. He was going to California? Yeah, he was. He, he left California. But uh, the Donner Party is going But the Donner Party too. is going from west to east. Oh. So that same, around like the same time that they both started traveling, they kind of left around the same time. Okay. <clears throat> so by the time that uh, Donner was in Independence, Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, Hastings and his friend, his name is James Clayman, uh, they actually just got there coming east. So they like... Yeah, yeah, paths? so they kind of like okay. cross paths. See, I'm glad we did this again because the first recording, I thought they were both going the same way. Oh, no, no. Okay. No, they were, they were just crossing paths. But then um, Hastings, at that point, 
because that's where it ends. Uh, where they cross points, that's where that Hastings caught up ends. The... Yeah. So Hastings was actually going to go back, travel west to guide those people that want to go with him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fuck. <laughs> uh, but James Clayman, uh, Reed's friend, mm-hmm. claimed that the route was too difficult and he was only back horse riding. Traveling, horseback riding? Huh? Horseback riding. Horseback riding. It's okay, yeah, with that. <laughs> back horse riding. Well, you know, Google Docs didn't correct me, so I assume it was They right. don't care about you. Yeah, they don't. So traveling in large groups with oxen and wagons will be impossible. Mm-hmm. Just to summarize the trip, because this trip is really well documented. Like, there's so many facts about the entire the entire trip. So I'm just going to summarize it a little bit. There's a delay because the route was not cut for wagons. So the travelers had to work to cut out obstructions to make it wagon friendly. They were attacked by Indian tribes who will kill the livestock. Um, so they have to leave some wagons behind as well. That's what they get. That's, yeah. Once at the Great Salt Lake Desert... Hastings predicted that it would only take two days to cross a 60-mile um, desert. Well, it actually took five days to cross 80 miles desert. That's a long, that's they, a long time. No, yeah. And then in here, a lot more wagons were lost. Um, they lost more oxen. And then during that fraction of the route is where most of their supplies would be depleted. Mm-hmm. So they sent off two young men to travel to gather more supplies. This is William McCutcheon and Charles Stanton. They send them off to Sutter's Fort, which is in California. And later on, they will bring back supplies. They will come back with mules, beef, flowers, and two Miwok natives to guide them along the way. Yeah. Uh, their names, Luis and Salvador. Luis and Salvador. Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing they were from Mexico. Uh, I don't know. From the completion to the desert, um, yeah, to the desert, George Donner, his family, and 20-ish people would fall behind because one of the wagons, their axle broke. So they they stayed behind to repair it. And during this, George Donner will have an accident and they were delayed even further. So like a chisel slipped through his hand and mm-hmm. basically just cut his hand. Yeah. Kind of. So they were delayed because of that as well. October 28th, one month before it was predicted to snow, the rest of the party arrived at what is back then Truckee, Truckee Lake and now known as the Donner Lake. And the snow started to fall over. Because mm-hmm. uh, this was around, you said, October or yeah. November? So it's predicted to snow in November. Mm-hmm. And when they arrived at the late October, it was already snowing. So uh, I'll, I'll tell more like their mistakes afterwards. Yeah. Because uh, so, there were a lot. <laughs> yeah. So th- here's... Okay, so that's like a big summary of, of the trip. Here's where the big tragedy happens. So 20 feet of snow later, they realized that they were stranded for winter. A few days later, with some of the livestock just either running away or buried in snow where they couldn't find it anymore, the last of the cattle were slaughtered for food. The party began eating boil heights, twigs, bones, and barks. They also... There's reports that they had dogs, so you could just so imagine the dogs too. what happened. Yeah, Damn. they ate the little pets. Yeah, they had to do what they had to do. 
they tried hunting but were very unsuccessful. Uh, they luckily shot a cub. So one of the story says that one of the person that was hunting had the rifle. He saw the cub and kind of just like chased it mm-hmm. just to see where it was going. And he saw that it was going in, like inside a cave. Yeah. So he luckily, he thought that he just like did like a warning shot or something. Mm-hmm. That the cub might like run outside because yeah. he thought he was there with the mama or some shit. Yeah, I was going to say, imagine if the mom yeah. was in there. But it turns out, I think the mama was already dead. That's what they think. Because, like, the cub was alone by, alone by itself. And um, for those people that have seen uh, a mama bear with uh, their cubs. Their, you ever watch Brother Bear? Uh, I love Brother Bear, dude. Uh, they never they They never are too far away from them. So, so he shot, like, he just, like, shot in the cave to see if he could scare the cub out. So he can have like a better, um, better aim. Mm-hmm. And well, it turned out that he got lucky because <laughs> he actually shot the cub in Dang. the head. And, Dang. Yeah. A blind so, shot. But it's a cub, so it doesn't last long. Facing starvation, a group later was dubbed as the Forlorn Hope. So it's, again, I want to point out it's funny to me that they specifically point out the name afterwards. Of who? Like the name of whoever the rescue team or whatever they like or whatever, any heroic action or situation, there's always a name for the group. That's true. So it's not. It's not like I don't know. It's just things funny. Like I can I can imagine like me being one of them or some shit like that. And I'd be like, no, 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 no. We're gonna stay here until we come <laughs> up with a badass fucking name, and then we fucking leave. Yeah, and then you don't save anybody. And then we don't save anybody. <laughs> if you're trying to get a good name. Because <laughs> I died before coming up with anything <laughs> funny or good. <laughs> then you come up with the name, you're not even happy with it. Uh, it you're like, no, nah, we gotta do it again. Just like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not that bad. Hey, no, it's actually <laughs> not, it's not bad. bad. Could be worse. So the Fortnite Hope, which composed of Luis and Salvador, uh, five men, nine women, and a child. So they made their their own snow uh, snowshoes. And whenever I read this, the first thing that came up to my head was, "What are those? <laughs> those are my chakras." <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> they had no compass and they just only had one Wait, rifle. So what did they make their snowshoes out of? I don't know. Rackets, I don't know. Rackets. Rackets. Who knows? Should have got that detail. They, they were probably. I mean, I'm pretty sure probably they had like from the hide or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they had like hides, and then they had like um branches or trees mm. to make out of. And yeah. Somehow made it work. All right. So along the way, so we're following the forlorn hope now. Mm-hmm. Along the way, blinded by the snow, weakened by the high altitudes, and quickly succumbing to frostbites, they became hopelessly hopelessly lost. Temporary, unable to... Oh, oh, have you ever been... Um, You know what snow blinded is, right? Yes. All right, so... That's, you said that's when, like, you're... All you, not all you see is snow, but, like, if you, there's a lot of snow where you are, you just can't really see because of the light and how it's reflected. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically... As Jewel said, it's basically you're, you're impaired. Your vision is impaired because of the intense reflection of the sunlight that the snow is causing. Yeah. And like a lot of the symptoms includes pain, such as um, also redness. Your eyes can become swollen. Um, it, it's it's like 
when you're on the beach and you stare at the sun and you stare at the sun <laughs> and like there's a lot of air in the beach that lifts off the sand and goes into your eyes that's kind of what it feels like like yeah that's that's really interesting i wonder if people like where it snows a lot like in alaska or something if they have to like constantly have glasses on or if it messes up their eyes faster where like in alaska oh where it snows a lot you know? yeah, yeah yeah that's why like you see like a lot of people whenever they go um snow um i was gonna call it surfing but no it's um <laughs> snow skating snow Snow skate, whenever they snow skate, or yeah. just people that are in the snow a lot. That's why you see them with like the big um, visors, mm-hmm. glasses. Like, it's basically. You know, just that actually huge. makes sense. Yeah, like now that yeah. I'm reading it, and then yeah. I, I, I wonder why they wear that, like those equipment. Like, it, it makes sense. Why? It makes sense, yeah. I used to think it was just because like the snow would get in your face, but that, I mean, if that was the case, then when you're surfing, you would wear glasses too. Yeah. Interesting. We learn something every day. All right. So in desperation, someone suggested that one of them had to be killed to feed a group. How to do so? Well, they draw sticks. Well, rock paper scissors. That that was rock paper scissors. (laughs) (laughs) So that was uh, just a suggestion. So they suggested drawing sticks, or they had to have a fight um, to the death, basically. But the group with a bit of decency left in them. Uh, they thought it would be better, if, like you know what? What if like whoever drops dead first, we we eat them, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Let's do it. That's crazy. So it wasn't too long until the the first one dropped out. Uh, so the the first one was an Hispanic servant named Antonio. And but, but like, let's be real. It had to be Antonio. Yeah, I mean, like uh, uh, Antonio already sounds like a weak name, you know. Like, of course, like. Well, I think in the last part in the Antonio and Alejandro. Like, <laughs> you know how, like in horror movies, it's always, it's always the, the black person, yeah, or first. the minority that always ends up getting hurt first. That's why I was like, of course, like, of course, it wasn't gonna be the Donner guy or the other one. Or, nah, fucking Antonio. Uh, and then within hours, Franklin Graves was the next on the basically die mm-hmm. uh, supposedly grapes told his two daughters to eat his human flesh or to eat human flesh even if it was his to stay alive yeah during a three-day store s- snowstorm during which the group only had blankets to use as shelters a third man had died the survivors will cook the first me- human meal on christmas day the With two men great. or two men volunteered to do the entire butchering and it was agreed that nobody will have to eat their own kin. Armed only with knives, they cut strips of the meat of the arms and the legs of the dead. And then the bodies they preserve in the cold. And then they cut the frozen meat on sharpened sticks so it could be roasted over the fire. A bonfire. Typical. Yeah, you know, one of those nights. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, how you like your meat? Do you like it um, medium well done? <laughs> medium rare? Uh, yeah. You know, every time I hear stories about, like, cannibalism or human flesh, like, it's just weird. Like, doesn't it cook different than, like, a, a cow or pork meat? I do not know. You know, I From feel like... From reports, I've had heard that it tastes similar to pork meat. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, like, this one um, person that he kills human, and then he will mix them up 
with um with Porky oh. because like in his like again his statement he said that it's a lot like human flesh is a lot similar to to pork meat so whenever you blend them together you can't tell the difference you really can't tell the difference I mean he would like cook hamburgers with it or do barbecue shit and that stuff oh my god yeah would he feed it, feed it to people yeah he would like he had a restaurant oh my god <laughs> I wish there was a way <laughs> To like take like a little test, uh, like strip or something, and be like, wait, let me check this meat first, <laughs> and then, and then we'll go for it. We good. That's crazy. Yeah. So the survivors will state that when they took the first bite, no one would make eye contact, and they all wept. Every single organ was digested: livers, lungs, brain, heart. So nothing goes to nothing, waste. Nothing goes to waste. Wow. Some meat was dried in the sun to be preserved, and it was also done so it looked like less like human meat. Uh, the 13-year-old uh, Lemuel Murphy couldn't get himself to eat human meat, regardless of how it looked like. He would find a mouse and eat it alive. He would become delirious, flailing around, trying to bite the arms of those who tried to hold him, yelling around, "Give me my bone!" <laughs> That's how I think a 13 year old was Don't you go through puberty around 13? I mean, my brother. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Hold up, hold up. Let me do it again. Give me my. I don't know what. Are you joking? No, no. I tried to do the little fucking. Like the voice breaks. Yeah, the little squeaky. It didn't come out. Close, close. Is that what you sounded like at 13? I don't remember, honestly. Mm, Probably. I don't know. We'll assume. Maybe. Um, what was I going to say about that, though? Oh, I feel like that kid got rabies from oh, fighting from eating or the, eating that mouse. That's uh, probably the, what, uh, the rat. The rat. The mouse. <laughs> We're just making up words. Because like, uh, he ate it alive. So yeah. Kind of like, a, like an apple. Because you said he just like, took a yeah, bite of it, Yeah, he just fucking it, took right? a bite of this shit, like an oh, apple. Yeah. yeah. He it's probably gross. did get rabies. He also, the desperation and everything. He came, yeah. Makes sense. And on Let's that night, through. he would become the fourth member of the Forlorn Hope to die. On December 30, the party re-energized and carried the supplies of the dried meat, whatever was left, and then they left that camp. Uh, none of them turning back to the remains of those they had consumed. The meat would soon run out, of course. So they were forced to... Oh, and nobody had died naturally so far. What do you mean? So they killed all of them? No, 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 no. Okay, never mind. Yeah, they so far they all they have died. They only died naturally. Yeah, they only okay. died naturally. But ever since they left the camp, nobody has died. Okay. Okay. So like, wait, what? So they were forced to roast their, their shoes for food. Most of the surviving members lost their toes due to frostbites, and they were using rags to um just to wrap around their bloody feet. Yeah. Soon the desperation for hunger will come once more. So soon a desperation for hunger will come once more. Not waiting for one of them to die naturally, one of the members suggested killing both of the Miwok guys. However, one of the one of the other person uh, one of the other group members was not okay with the idea. So he warned off the Native American folks. Mm-hmm. Luis and Salvador would of course make a run. They're like, alright, they're I'm not out. dumb. Peace out. <laughs> Oh, um, also, like, I like to point out that uh, Luis and Salvador, they refused to eat the first batch uh, of 
people of, of, of the human meal yeah now i don't know if this is so, just if this also applies to to the miwok tribe but yeah. there's also like native americans that uh for native americans the practice of cannibalism is like a taboo thing mm. um, i mean it, isn't it for everybody <laughs> yeah but like they they have like this belief where like it's such a like monstrous act yeah like they have like this belief where it releases uh the spirit of the wendigo is that like a that's like one a, of their gods huh no 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 it's like a it's like a, a devil type for oh, them okay, okay. and it basically so the wendigo would po- possess the body of whoever committed this act of mm-hmm. cannibalism mm-hmm. and then they over its influence they will invoke acts of murder and insatiable greed so it's like being possessed so it's kind of like being possessed and like they can't stop themselves and like they lose control of the bodies and they just like they they get like this this like hunger that never is satisfied so they're like zombies yeah basically so they like keep hunting on a more human yeah um flesh wow yeah that's crazy that's gross so there's actually a term for this in the medical field. It's called the Wendigo psychosis, and it's described by psychiatrists as a cultural, as a culture-bound syndrome with symptoms such as intensive craving for human flesh and fear of becoming a cannibal. All right. So Luis and Salvador escaped. In the meantime, the group was able to kill a deer. Thank God. Durst, 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 Lee, Lee. What? Thirstily. Thirstily. Thirsty. Thirsty. Thirst. Like they thirstily ate it or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they thirstily start drinking its warm blood as they cut from the deer's throat. That's gross. Soon becoming mental unstable, which is worsened by the hunger and dehydration. Uh, There's a, I mean, there's snow for sure that you can drink of. Yeah. But I mean, you have to, yeah, you have to think about like how, how long it takes for snow to melt, especially in the extreme cold. Yeah. Um, plus, also when it's, yeah, when it melts, it's still cold, so it lowers like your body temperature. Yeah. The two men, William Foster and William Eddy, they were planning on to kill a, one of the women. Woman, not women's woman. Luckily, they didn't have to because a few days later they found Luis and Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> they don't run fast enough. <laughs> Yeah, so weakened by the lack of food and water, they both collapsed on the floor. Um, so I think oh, it was God. William Foster would shoot them both in the head. And then the group devoured them. A uh, little irony there. Two days later, they were found by a Miwok village. Mm-hmm. The village will nurse seven, the seven surviving members of the Four Long Hope group back to a healthy condition. And then it will take them back to the nearest white settlement. They're like, they said, um, we don't want you. Yeah, we don't want <laughs> any problems. So, so that's when they spread the word about the rest of the Donner Party that was still and up in the mountains. And so they started sending out, sending out relief parties. The first one was sent on February the 18th. When they arrived at the cabins, a voice emerged from a hole in the snow and asked, Are you a man from California or you come from heaven? <laughs> This was a white guy that asked it. No, it was a, a white actually I think it was a white girl. One of the of the Of course. One of the of the girls that was like of the woman that was in the Yeah. In the party. I'm sorry, that was kinda of racist to ask. <laughs> another relief <laughs> So another relief party 
made it to the tent where the Donner family was located. One of the rescuers recalled spotting a teenage boy clutching onto a human leg, quickly becoming clear about the happenings within the group. The three, yeah, three children of Jacob Donner, who was the brother of George Donner, they were sitting on a log feasting on a roasted liver in the heart of their father. They're trying to get those nutrients. Oh, yeah, dirty. <laughs> According to that vitamin D. <laughs> According to one oh of the rescuers, uh, this is like a quote, a conscious of the approach of the men of whom they looked not the slightest notice even after they came up. Yards away from them, Jacob Donner's body dug out from the snow. His head had been cut off and limbs severed from his body. Nothing left remained but mere fragments. That's, they didn't make it on time. Yeah, only a few days, I guess. I don't know. That's crazy. So, having eaten four of the corpses around the camp around the campfire they found hair bones skulls and fragments of ha- half consumed limbs in another tent they found the body of george donner he was still alive mm-hmm. though he was really weak because of his injuries and um he's the one that cut his hand yeah right? he's the one that cut his hand so still alive he's just weak ill and I think it's mostly due to cold. the injuries. <laughs> yeah, he's cold. Um, with his three daughters uh, around him. The the way he described he saw the daughters was mm-hmm. literally how we stare at the microwave when we're drunk as fuck waiting for our pizza to fucking heat <laughs> in the microwave. Yeah. He said that's how his daughters were looking at him? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of something like that. Just, that's sad. Uh, oh, and like their cousins, they too have survived on human flesh. Years later, one of the daughters... Uh, Georgia, uh, this is uh, George Donner's daughter. One his, yeah, Donner, one of his daughter, Georgia, who was just five, um, age five at the time. Mm-hmm. Recall how it had been Jacob's widow who had suggested they unbury his body and feed the limbs to the children. While eating, she said, I chanced to look up. My mother had turned away and my father was crying. So this man literally just ate his own brother. Yeah. I mean that's 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 like on one hand I'm like yeah they they were trying to survive like obviously the circumstances weren't ideal but that's still that's still that's gruesome it's still oh, gruesome. Yeah. so in mid March the two men members of the forum hope the the surviving ones they came back as the like the second part of the relief party mm-hmm. either second or third I don't remember but they came yeah. back to the cabin hoping to find the children yeah. Um, they were all toddlers, by the way, and they are also all dead. <laughs> Two of them died a few days earlier. Foster's mother-in-law, unstable, yet she was pointing the finger at Louis Kiesberg, who was a German immigrant who was trembling in the corner. The mother-in-law would claim that the man, growing impatient, took one of the foster's child to his bed during the night to keep him warm only to find the boy dead the next day. So he basically just strangled, strangled the kid overnight. Oh, and also in the morning, hung him up in the wall like a dead animal. On April 29, Kiesberg was the last one to be rescued. The relief party will find him in a blanket on the cabin floor surrounded by human bones. Uh, so apparently the way they found him was also he was chewing on the bone and then threw it away as soon as the man came in. Oh my god. That's like if someone walks in on you eating like a chicken. Eating like a chicken at two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
so, so he was he was he like the main one that was not waiting for people to naturally die he just said let me yeah yeah he's he he's the one that um they say according to the other mem- surviving members mm-hmm. that uh he was the one that didn't wait for any of them to die and also he was one of them that um who did it because he kind of liked it and not because i didn't necessary he just went for it he just yeah he just fucking went for it uh they so there was another survivor but that didn't make it mm-hmm. uh his last companion actually uh oh that guy yeah that guy so there was like maybe another that they were going to rescue but according to some people um or to the, some sources they said that either she died or he killed her we all know that yeah we, we all know probably what happened <laughs> So he denied on murdering anybody, although he does admit that he he did he eat, did eat them. Um, like any anyone who was there, including the three children yeah. from the Fosters. Uh, they also found him with a cauldron of water with livers and lungs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so out of the forty-five survivors, thirty-two were children. Now we started off with like eighty people, half yeah. of them like died. Half of them died, and then thirty-two of them were children. The ones that survived. Mm-hmm. Only the family of James Reed came through without losing a family member and without even succumbing to cannibalism. Wow. So I bet they were pretty proud of that. Yeah, I mean, how do you even make it through that, though? Also, one thing, also one of the it's, it's a, kind of like a lie, you know? Like, yeah. My family never ate any human bone. Also... Yeah, that's true. Also, I feel like, like both a, sides could have lied like, a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's also like a lot of like people say that or the surviving members, like especially the the ones that were kids. Yeah. Um, they were like, um, that only maybe one or two actually ate any human flesh. Mm-hmm. Flesh. <laughs> any human flesh. Yeah. Um, and that the entire story is it's a little bit uh, exaggerated. Distorted. Too. Yeah. I mean, I'm also thinking like if there were people with hypothermia and like in those conditions, maybe some people weren't kind of delirious. Yeah. You know, they could have like distorted the story a little bit. Yeah. Maybe too. it wasn't as bad as they thought. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't even as long as they thought either. No, it was long. It was long because there were, what, it was October when they first got, yeah. let's say November, when they first got locked in mm-hmm. or locked because of the snow. Yeah. And they, uh, they didn't get rescued till February was the first party. Oh, wow. And the last party was actually... I can't believe all those kids made it through yeah. all that time. The last party was actually on March or April, something oh, wow. like that. So, yeah. Um, so, Amazing. yeah. So, there's this quote from the 13-year-old Virginia Reed back to her cousin in Illinois. Thank God we all have got through and the only family that did not eat human flesh. She said, remember... Oh, so she also gave him, like, invited her over and mm-hmm. like saying yo it's not bad like come on like like yeah we went through some tragic shit but the entire shit is not bad <laughs> overall i mean like four stars like four mm-hmm. out of five would recommend <laughs> uh so yeah so the, the advice of her cousin was the following remember never take no cutoffs and hurry along as fast as you can i mean that's good advice uh, that is don't good take advice. the shortcut no, yeah. clearly never fucking take out. the shortcuts 
So there's a lot of mis- yeah, there's a lot of mistakes that they make. Um, I'm just gonna go through them pretty quickly because I know you gotta go. Yeah, sorry. Um, one of them is always listen. Whenever someone tells you do not go through that way, listen. Don't ever fucking go through an unknown way that's never been explored. Try telling that to teenagers. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, so another mistake that they made was they left in April. And this is like an entire four month trip. Yeah. So they were, they were they were limited on time. They were trying to make it out before snow um, got to them. Mm-hmm. So they were leaving in late April, and they're trying to get there early October. But yeah, so they left. The winter kinda caught late. up to them. Yeah. Um. So this entire cutoff was supposed to save three hundred miles. Mm-hmm. It added actually a hundred twenty five ish more oh, miles. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> So not only did it add more miles, but added more days onto the journey. Yeah, more deaths. So, so like to be honest, like they had the if they would have taken the common trail, it, it, they would have been good. Like they would have yeah. been fine. But you know, there's always that one guy that's there's like, you know what? One... Let me try it this way. Man. Oh yeah, definitely. And then it's some crazy stuff. It drags there. like the entire fucking group with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Worth the risk, that's yeah. uh, that's the story of the Donner Party. I hope you guys enjoyed both um the story and mm-hmm. the facts about the witches yeah a little bit of spooky history yeah I guess. Uh, next week is going to be creepypasta mm-hmm. so tune in into that yeah um, jules you gotta go so let's make it quick all right so, well thank you guys for listening thank you for listening follow um, us follow us on instagram sts underscore podcast and uh, you can follow us on our personal um instagrams as well mine is at vc 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 <laughs> A-N-O-N-G-O. And mine is J-A-G-M-B-O-A. And if you got something to say, you can always email us at pod at gmail.com. Yep. Um, you can know. also just leave a comment um, on our post on Instagram and we'll get back to you and uh, hopefully put your idea in our next podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, thank you for listening and we'll check you out on the next one. All right, thank you. Bye. What's up, everybody? This is me, Victor. Just a quick fact check to myself. While, yes, women that were pregnant, that claimed to be pregnant, their hearing was delayed. They were still kept in cells until the birth of their child. All right, now back to the podcast.